Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewellery of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Improv Chronicle podcast. I'm Lloydie. It's Tuesday, 14th January, 2020. Did you suck or were you great? How your last improv show went sometimes isn't as important as how and when you find out about how good or not that it was. Getting notes in improv, whether it be in class or from a coach, is hard sometimes. So how should coaches give their feedback? And what constitutes good feedback for improvisers, no matter who it's coming from? As with most things, there isn't one way to give feedback, as improvisers are all different. So I spoke to a bunch of performers and teachers to find out what commonality there is in feeding back to improvisers and where different improvisers disagree. My name is Susan Messing. I'm a comedian and improviser and teacher and maybe a comedy doula. As a teacher and also as a performer, what do you constitute as being good feedback? I think good good feedback constitutes you looking at the individual you're giving feedback to, because I think throughout the years I've had people give me notes, and I think when I became a teacher and maybe a coach and a director, I started looking at people and thinking, how would they like to receive the note? Because saying what you think whenever you want to say it is fine. And you get that plosive release of telling them the, you know, the hard truth. But in fact, if they can't listen to the note, then why bother giving it? So I think I really look at certain people and think, hmm, some of them just need to be affirmed that they got on stage and that they're, they're super you know, brave and I'm proud of them. And so I always, no matter what, start it with something positive because there is always something positive. You know, I, even if you've ever gone to a show and somebody has not done a particularly good job, you know, good for you. You got on a stage, you know, that's, that's brave, you know, <laughs> but, but, but then again, they need to hear constructive criticism if they want that objective eye. Some people don't even want to hear it. And in which case, maybe I shouldn't be there giving any sort of feedback whatsoever. But but for the most part, um, it is rare that I have to give the hard note where you really have to rip new assholes and take prisoners. Um, and And when I've had to do it, it kind of sticks out in my mind as, you know, as 
pretty, uh, pretty harsh reality, but that's so rare that I have to do it. Uh, I think that it's just important to let them know things that they might be interested in challenging themselves for, uh, in the future. Or if somebody says, oh, that whole thing went sideways or, you know, South, I could say, well, you know, you were doing a great thing here. Um, you need to recommit to that thing you were doing. What happened was, is you, you know, you, you took a leap into rational plot land instead of following the template of your character and building on that. Or maybe, you know, if you'd given a little more specificity where you were, you would have enjoyed that moment a lot more, you know, so, so that they can see that what they did wasn't bad. It's just that they didn't trust their own instincts to begin with. I was in Birmingham, UK last week and caught up with one of the city's finest improvisers about her thoughts on this just before she went on stage. Hi, my name's Kate Knight. I am based in Birmingham. I'm a member of Box of Frogs, which is a short-form group, and Squid Heart, which is a two-prog that I do with Susie Evans. What do you think is the best way to give feedback to an improviser? Well, I think it depends what the relationship is between those two improvisers. So, I mean, when you talk about giving feedback to another improviser, are we talking about to a team member of the same group that you're in or as a facilitator who's running a session or as a participant in someone else's session that they're facilitating? Like, I think those contextual details really make all the difference. So let's let's start with the who. Who should give another improviser feedback? Right, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Um, I don't know if there's one answer. So I think, as with many things... If you're asked for it, it's okay. <laughs> um, but then that comes with a big caveat. Like, I remember when I was in Chicago, uh, you know, sort of on my various intensives that I was doing, and uh, I asked for some feedback of one of my instructors. Um, and I actually got really, really brutal feedback uh, that, that actually I remember it for all the wrong reasons. Because it was after a class and, you know, she was like, feel free to ask me for feedback and I could see some of my fellow classmates going and asking her and getting like a big list of things and I was like okay cool I want that I want that so I went to her I was like um, I'd like some feedback too please and the feedback that she gave me was very kind of I, I want to say personal as in like it was about my kind of presentation my kind of manner and I think I don't know if it was because she's American I'm British and there's you know there's that kind of thing going on but she was just like basically yeah you're really really tightly wound you're you can't relax you're really like stiff um you're very very tightly wound and it's just like oh okay wow bye then forever <laughs> and you know because I she was like uh, doing the course for a day right so the next day we had a different teacher and I never saw her again and so like it was just a bit like okay I did ask for that feedback but then it was just it was it felt more like a kind of character kind of deconstruction without any reconstruction uh, and that I remember it vividly it's probably the piece of feedback I remember most from my whole time in Chicago and it's not useful <laughs> in fact if anything it just confirms all my worst fears about how I come across so um, yeah so even if you ask for feedback I don't think that necessarily puts the person who's being asked kind of out of the the realm of blame necessarily i think it's you've got to be so careful with what you give because 
even if a person is saying, you know, oh, hit me with the worst you can, hit me, often that in itself is a bit of a defence mechanism. Will Name is an Edinburgh-based improviser who performs with the Spontaneous Players and is a freestyle rap artist as well. Here's what he thinks about when and where to give feedback. I think the dynamics of a group and actually who's giving the feedback and who this person is, is almost more important than when or where you give it. I feel like I remember Tara De Francisco in Chicago telling like a class that I was in years ago, like you should never try and self-direct and give feedback internally to other members of your team. And you should have a coach or an outside eye to do it. So the group has uh, either a core enemy or a core friend, but either way, they need to be a separate party. And I didn't believe this for ages. And I thought that the groups I was in at the time could function very well by giving feedback um, as members of the team who are performing in it as well. And Tara said, you'll fall out, it always happens. And I said, don't be ridiculous. You know, I just didn't think it was true. And then years ago, a member of our team left through falling out and how feedback was given. Um, so yeah. Oh man. Yeah, because the dynamics are unequal. And I think feedback should be given by an outside person who has no stake in the group. I think the best way to give it, can I swear on this? Yeah. I was telling you last night, I'm a big fan of the shit sandwich. Oh, sandwich yeah. Sandwich of uh, this is what works, this is what you could do to change, and this is why it would be easy. You mm-hmm. know? And I feel like any kind of feedback isn't saying what's good or what's bad, what's right or what's wrong. It's just identifying what patterns you're doing as an improviser and ways that the coach or director perceives that could make what you're doing easier can make what you're doing different to what you're already doing. Susan Messing was directed by Mick Napier at the Annoyance Theatre in Chicago for many years. But does she think people within an improv cast can offer feedback? If you're on the inside, I don't see how you have the ability to judge the outside. I, I don't think that's appropriate. I just don't. I don't think other improvisers should be giving other improvisers feedback unless they ask for them. Nick once said something really, really smart. Well, he said bajillion things that are really smart. But one of the things he said was, after a show, if let's just say this is something that you've worked on and, and somebody had an issue with it, they can say, uh, would you like to hear some feedback I noticed? Or something, you know, do, would you like to listen to something I noticed? And somebody can say yes or no. And then you have to honor that because maybe they don't want to hear it now because it's coming from the inside. It's why did that person decide that they have a better eye than somebody else on the inside? Makes no rational sense to me. That said, if you have something to say, you have said, you know, here's something that I noticed. Um, would you like to hear this? And then again, they have the option of saying yes or no. And people should know that as well. You know, when I first used to have things that were on my mind, I felt the absolute need to share them right away. And now I have learned to say things like, is this a good time? Or do you have a few minutes to discuss this? Or even if somebody asks me a question or has something to say, I don't have to immediately respond. I get the option of saying, you know, that's a really interesting concept or theory or whatever. And and um, let me think on that. That's a, that's a great question or comment, right? Susan's pretty dead set on feeding back within a group being not such a good idea. Well, after a rehearsal with my group, the Maydays, I spoke to somebody who I improvise with regularly, not just as a Mayday, but also as a duo. Jenny Rowe is a two-prov partner of mine and a good friend. 
So does she think feeding back to an improviser within a group is a good idea? Oh God, no! And again, that is a that is a very acting background thing. Um, I think one of one of the first things I got taught at drama school, and I, I kind of hope it's more instinctive is um, the director gives a feedback in a show Um, your fellow uh, performers don't Um, and sometimes that can be very frustrating if you're in an acting company and somebody is constantly doing a particular thing Um, then that's that sometimes you might notice that but the director doesn't because the director's looking at the bigger picture and hasn't necessarily noticed in which case you can kind of go you can kind of if it's really getting everybody's backs up you can kind of say to the director is there any chance that that could not happen so what is good feedback jenny Rowe again i think good feedback is uh giving feedback at the right time and also um knowing how knowing how much feedback to give personally i don't think um telling someone what to do is useful certainly in the first um in the first stages but it does depend it depends what experience level someone's at so you know someone's um beginner improviser in the first term then i'm probably gonna give very i'm gonna i'm gonna give kind of I like to keep my my feedback quite light and funny and and make it a bit jokey, uh, unless of course there's something that's you know um, horrible uh, that, that that's come up, and then uh, it's just having to deal with that in a sensitive way. But yeah, just sort of you know things like very basics. One of the first things you you deal with with beginners, especially if they've never been on stage before or in front of people, is um, getting them to turn to face the audience or nearly face the audience. Um, more often because there's a lot of uh, uh, who is it? Is it is it is it Bill Arnett who talks about backting, acting with your back, um, which which happens a lot. So yeah, I think I think, but it does depend on timing. In a rehearsal is all well and good for feedback, but could we be getting straight to the point and giving people notes straight after shows? I have been noted straight after a show, and I would actually say it's probably the best time to do it. Conversely, like, I think that's my opinion. I would say not the second you get off stage, but after you've had 50 minutes to decompress, it's when the show is still collectively in everyone's mind. I feel like that's the time to do it. I feel like if you do it the next day or the next week, you lose the memory of what's happened and the rationale that was in your head at the time behind the choices you made. And again, that's an external person giving you those notes though, right? I would hope so, yes. Um, now, we were chatting about this last night, but um, at the Courtyard Playhouse in Dubai, I was travelling through Dubai because I've got family there and sat in on a show very briefly while I was there. And the way they give feedback is extraordinary, and I think a extraordinary in a good way. Um, they'll have a guest or a resident um, coach or teacher who is there to lead the team for about three to six months, I believe, And the way they give feedback is after the show, everyone's decompressed for 10, 15 minutes. Everyone sits in a circle and the um, director or coach goes, this is my feedback. All you can say is thank you at the end. You can't question it. You can't, uh, you can ask questions about it, but you can't um, fight against it. All you say is thank you. You can do with it what you like. So they will go around each player and give a note to everybody and say, you did this. Here's what you could change to make things easier in the future. Here's what you did 
that made things easy. Here's where you could be having more fun. And just go, that is what I think. And all you can say is thank you. Kate Knight disagrees. Nothing is suitable after a show except for staring at a wall, maybe having a drink if that's what you're into. Just like some kind of letting the brain unwind. If like people come up to me and talk to me after a show and I just can't hear what they're saying. Like I've just got so much adrenaline like just falling down the sides of my head at that point. I'm just I I just can't take anything in really. I love that staring at a wall was first. Oh yeah, well for an introvert that is definitely my go-to way of kind of decompressing. <laughs> yeah. Staring at a wall or playing a word, a nerdy word game on my on my iPad or on my favorite ways of dealing with uh, posts post-show stresses um but then having said that when i was in the knee jerks we used to stay behind after shows and we would sit in a circle and we would talk about the show and how that went for each other and what we liked and what we thought maybe we could have done differently or want to try differently next time um so it depends on your group i think but certainly people who've watched the show coming up to you after a show who weren't in that with you i think I, i love that they do that but I don't remember anything they say. <laughs> Whenever it's been given, we all remember useful feedback we've had. Susan Messing. I remember Mick once called me up when I was in rehearsals for Main Stage at Second City. And I was very concerned that he was going to um, say that I talked too much in rehearsal. So, I mean, throughout rehearsal, I was writing in my, you know, in my ideas journal just shit like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up shut the fuck up so that when in fact i would speak in rehearsal i would be the most succinct you know person ever and that anything i could say i could say in 10 words or less even if other people rambled on for you know hours it didn't matter to me this was my note only to have mick you know i think he's going to say on the phone to me oh my god you're doing such a fantastic job and he started ripping me a brand new asshole and i said Wait a minute. I didn't I didn't do that. That was something Tammy did last week. And that that's not my shit. That's Stephanie's. And, and I started, you know, just defending myself and Mick stopped me cold. And he said, your job is not to justify or defend your shit right now. Your job is merely to listen. And it was harsh because I really felt I didn't deserve it. And then all of a sudden I had that almost sickening feeling of an epiphany saying, oh, my path is my path. It doesn't even matter if this is correct right now. I'm going to put my blinders on and take my ride. So it's very difficult oftentimes to not look at your right or to your left and see what your friends are doing. But your note is your note. And take it as it, as it is. And you have every right to reject it. But you might want to let it absorb a little bit before you get defensive. Will Name's had some good feedback as the result of an outside pair of eyes. We, I was part of a team, still am part of a team. I perform with it less and less. We're doing fewer shows. But for years and years, that we, we self-directed each other. And it was tough because we never gave anything insightful to each other because we were terrified of treading on each other's toes or offending each other, hurting each other, etc. Then we had an outside coach come in. This is probably about four years ago and led a session going, okay, so I'll be the bad guy leading this and I will be like the common enemy, if you like, um, but I will be, yeah, the moderator of this discussion. Let's sit in a circle and say a good thing about each other and say a pattern that you find difficult about each other's style of play. Oh, wow. And, um, and uh, yeah, then I realized that uh, after one 
uh, fellow improviser who is still a very good friend and very talented performer, no hard feelings in this respect, said, sometimes, Will, you make choices that I don't know what to do with. And in my head, I went, well, maybe that's your own internal gymnastics and mental (laughs) processes to get over. And then I realized maybe I'm steamrolling. Maybe I'm just starting at a 10. Maybe I'm being too wacky. And all of this was going far too premacy and doing my own stuff in my own, like, in my own bubble rather than starting by connecting with them. Then I realized maybe I should make more eye contact and, like, actually talk to the person, like, emotionally instead of jumping to crazy town like straight off the bat early doors in every scene and then I realised yeah I do do that but they never felt they could tell me because they worried I would take it personally but the second we had an outside eye to moderate it everything became so much easier and the play improved I think yeah sometimes however some kind words from a fellow improviser are just the tonic you don't want to be a dick on stage you want people to like what you do so yeah if people say, yeah, people people saying they felt safe with me on stage or that they had a nice time with me on stage, that's cool. That's enough. I always have a good time with oh, you on I stage. I always have a good time with you on stage oh. when I'm trying not to laugh, when I'm, when I'm not laughing. <laughs> Most of the time I am. Yeah, I can think of one particular show where both of us laughed through a particular scene. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't think corpsing all the way through a scene is a good, good yeah. thing, is it? But Possibly not. Anyway, <laughs> cheers. Cheers. next time on the Improv Chronicle podcast. Jams. Improv has a tradition of jam nights where anyone can get up and play. Why is this such a big feature of improv and what makes a good jam night? The Improv Chronicle podcast is produced and presented by me, Lloydie James Lloyd. Please subscribe and rate us on your favourite podcast app, by going to ratethispodcast.com slash improvchronicle. If you have an idea for a possible episode, then get in touch through the website, improvchronicle.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.